Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on Spirit Talk. I'm Siobhan. I'm Sabrina. I'm a medium, astrologer, and filmmaker. And I'm a psychic medium mystic. So both of us talk to the dead, and we thought we would share with you how we communicate with the dead. And we're going to talk a lot about the Aquarian Age, because everybody is so curious about the Aquarian Age. We're, um, I mean, we're going to talk about spirits, how we communicate with spirits. So Sabrina, how do you feel like spirit communicates with you? Spirit communicates with me in a bunch of different ways. I mean, like both of us, we've had spirits talk to us since we were kids. I mean, you know, I know you have, you have, right? Yeah. Yes. I literally get downloaded information. It's almost, I mean, it's in a lot of different ways. Like I get downloaded information, which is like energy and energy has its own way of communicating with you. Um, that way I literally can hear voices sometimes. I can see them. I feel what they want to say. They kind of all in different ways. What about you? Well, I think what you just said, all in different ways, is a perfect way to describe it because each spirit is different, just like each human is different. Every single situation is a little different than the other. However, you can sort of find these different categories, meaning I'll have, you know, my, my spirit guides that work with me to help communicate with the dead, but they also protect me from darker energies and frequencies. So they are always with me. And then I have um, my mom will show up, my Nana, my grandpa, mostly my mom though. Um, and my mom and my stepmom come to me often and they act as guides. And so they're a guide section. And then depending on the day, I might have a random spirit through my house that needs help crossing over. If I'm with a friend who's had a passing of a loved one, sometimes their loved one might come through while we're having lunch or something. Spirits are everywhere. They're everywhere. And I think one thing that I we can agree on is that both of us attract ghosts everywhere we go. Right now, as you know, I'm living in a haunted house and people ask me all the time, how can you live in a haunted house? And it's like, well, I'm a ghost magnet. It doesn't matter if I move out of this house, I'm gonna attract the spirits in the neighborhood. So may as well stay and deal with all that's going on here. I've been seeing ghosts since I was little. You know, I would see them at my aunt's friend's house. I would see this little girl all the time. My aunt would say, yep, there's nothing there. And I'm like, no, man, she's standing right fucking there. You know, I mean, it's crazy. In Pasadena, when I lived in, in uh, Burbank, there was a ghost living in my house. When I uh, moved to Pasadena, I would have in the middle of the night, I would have ghosts that would come and raid my refrigerator. <laughs> like they would literally stick their heads in my refrigerator and I would hear them in my room going, you need to go to the market. <laughs> so like, yeah, I think like we're totally ghost magnets, no matter where we are, there's going to be spirits. You know, I've always had them around me and it's been kind of a fascinating journey. And looking back, my grandfather owned a mortuary when I was born and my mother put the makeup on the dead people and she played the organ for um you know the services they 
were there when I was born and I kind of came into the dead <laughs> and I've always been around it. And I, my first experience, I think I was in diapers. I've always had a sense of presence around. I could feel it. And, you know, throughout my life, sometimes it would get stronger where, you know, I feel it, but then I'd hear it. I'd hear footsteps in my room every night as a kid uh, and almost every night. And I remember telling my mom about it and she'd be like, oh, it's the dog. And I'd say, well, the dog's sleeping outside. That's not a good answer. And it wasn't the dog. You know, so I'd see stuff flying across the room doors open and slam shut, TVs go on, lights go crazy. So that's just been a normal life and it's happened in every home I've ever lived in. And uh, I love that. I, I don't know that I would do as well on this planet had I not had so much connection to spirit because um, it's a pretty heavy place here. And I think it could be tr really tricky to not have faith that there's some really good out there. And I think always being able to connect to spirit is reminds me that there is something else. There is life after death. What we do here matters. And also we're never really alone. I mean, technically we can feel that we're really, really alone, but we're really not. I mean, if you really pay attention, spirit is always talking to you. Your guides always want to talk with you. It's just about us really opening up. I mean, even as a psychic and a medium, you know, I, there are times when I'm not paying attention. Like, I'll be like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know, or I'll be like, uh-huh. And then in the end, I'm like, God damn it, shit, I should have listened, <laughs> you know, I have those moments. I'm sure you've had those moments. And, um, but as long as, you know, you're aware of spirit around you, it just makes life a little bit easier. It really does. You know, it helps, gives you strength, gives you answers when you need them, you know. So we're also going to talk about how you can also open yourself up, you know, throughout the podcast uh, to be more in tune with your spirit guides or be more present when your relatives are in the room. I always think spirits want to be recognized, like they don't like being ignored. I mean, that's been my experience. I also believe that spirits make themselves known to those who can see them because not everybody can see, see or sense spirits. And I sense them before I could see them. You know, that presence, that chill, that eerie feeling that there's somebody watching you and then, you know, getting a vision and having it come true. Oh yeah. That like not everybody can see spirits. Not everybody senses them, which is true. So when we talk about it, we're going to share with you how we communicate with the dead. And that doesn't, you know, we don't want to scare you because ghosts are real. They are everywhere. If you are a ghost magnet like us, you know that already. But you don't have to be a ghost magnet to, to connect to spirit um, or to have a spirit connect with you because, you know, there's a difference between psychic ability and being able to talk to the dead. They're different frequencies. Psychic ability, you can really tune into somebody else and what their needs are, what's going on with them, what the future might be, and that sort of thing. Medium, you're tuning into somebody that's passed on and it's a whole different frequency. So unless you've learned how to connect to it, or unless you were born this way, which we were, not to be cliche, cliche, but we were born this way. Unless you are, you know, really aware of it, it's not always going to be easy to decipher. So we want to sort of help you understand, 
you know, if you have a spirit in your house, you know, a lot of us are home now all the time. So you might be noticing that there is activity going on. So we're going to share with you what we do when we have it and how we live with it. I love it. I mean, I, I love spirits. I mean, there's a lot of ghosts actually in my building and, and at night, like in the hallway, if I'm going to walk the dogs late at night or if I'm taking trash out, you know, it's really eerie. And I can always feel like you were saying, like not really see them, but feel them walking up and down the hallway. And it can be a little eerie, you know? Ooh, yeah, it can. It can be very eerie. That's yeah, and there's always, always a spirit in the elevator. I always see the same tall spirit in the elevator and I'm like, yo, dude, peace out. How you doing? Like, you know, and I don't know who he is. He feels like he's either a guardian for the building or something, which, you know, uh, we could use because the building is kind of weird. It always gets broken into sometimes. I'm like, thank you if you're here to protect us. <laughs> you know, If someone were to ask or wonder right now, what's the first thing that you would do if you're feeling um, uncomfortable with the spirit in your house, which I've had this happen often. I've had it happen in my house. I've had some dark energies jump in my house. My house sits on a vortex. So, you know, you know, but the audience doesn't know that I have a slew of spirits that move through my house on a daily basis basis. This house sits on a vortex that um, crosses spirits over. So spirits come from all over to help cross, usually in the neighborhood. You know, when I've traveled around the world, uh, I've been in different uh, countries like Ireland. Well, Ziggy wants to say hi. You want to say hi? Oh, Ziggy. Hi, baby. <laughs> oh my God, he's so cute. He's like, what are you doing, mama? So, you know, I've traveled to Ireland and London and Paris and here's Teddy. Hello. And Rome. And I've had ghost activity everywhere I've gone. I just love the spirit activity. But when it gets scary, what do I do? The first thing I do, very first thing, if I'm in the house alone and nobody's with me and I'm getting some kind of activity, I'll always light a lavender candle. That's the first thing I do. Um, the scent, I don't know why, but the dark energy does not like the scent of lavender and it's sort of anything dark always dissipates right away. What about you, Sabrina? What would be the first thing you would do if you were dealing with a dark energy? Uh, I start screaming, who the fuck are you and what are you doing here? It's terrible. Well, you know, what my guides always told me is you never want the spirit to know you're afraid of it. So don't be afraid. Go on defense, you know? So pretend that, you know, what are you doing here? Confront it. So sometimes if I feel really threatened, I will yell and say, I'm not afraid of you. If you're not from the light, you need to leave. And I command you to leave. If you're from the light, you can stay as long as you tell me what you need. Um, and then I get the sage and I start saging. And then if I have a lavender candle, which actually I really need to buy lavender candles. Like because I remember you talking about lavender candles where that really that demonic energy was in your basement. Yes. And listen, I'm telling you, Siobhan's house is fucking haunted. I think it's awesome. Uh, there's always something going on in the kitchen. I love the kitchen. The kitchen has friendly spirits. I love the spirits in the kitchen. But I, I do have to get more lavender candles. And then I start saging, you, you know, to just try to clear the energy. I do the sage too, but like I find that the candle 
is is my quickest response because the scent gets out there right away if it's dark you know if it's something dark now sage i will use too i've had some people go oh sage doesn't work you know what that's bs it does work what it does do is it clears out negative energy right away so it's not going to completely get rid of a ghost and that's what some people have to understand ghosts in a way are like pests you know you have your say you've got rats in your house or something and you have an exterminator come and remove them or however you get rid of them but if you don't keep up the cleansing of the house the rats are going to come back it's kind of the same thing with ghosts if you can get a ghost out of your house or cleanse it out you have to keep that house cleansed um constantly really and it <laughs> For me in my house, it gets a little expensive. My house is not small and I have 24 hours of paranormal activity. There's always something going on here. Um, middle of the night, daytime. Oh, will you share that story about when you spent the night here? What happened? <laughs> I've been telling my clients about this. It's just like amazing. So um, I've been, I've spent the night well, I've been in two of the rooms, the Sapphire and the Emerald Suite. The Emerald Suite, right? That's the one I stayed in where there was all that activity. Yes. Okay. The first night I stayed there, um, I have trouble sleeping. So I had a feeling I was going to get really sound sleep at your house. So I'm like, oh, I'm just so, totally sound asleep. And all of a sudden I hear this woman's voice and I'm thinking it's you. And I wake up, nobody's there. And I'm like, okay, it's a spirit. And I'm like, man, let me sleep. So then the other, the next time I take a shower, out of the shower, get dressed, I'm on the loo, taking a pee. There's this towel rack. I'm just like, why does everything happen when you're peeing? You know, it's like, the, you get like, like your epiphanies when you're peeing, it's the most bizarre thing. And so there's this um, towel rack. I'm telling you, it's far away from me. There's no towel on it. It literally starts to fucking move. Oh, and I'm like, oh my God, stay calm. I'm like, fuck, where's my camera? Where's my phone? It is moving. And I'm thinking, oh, do we have an earthquake? I'm screaming, Shabbat. And Spirit's like, no, she can't hear you, right? And I'm like, fuck me. It was right, it was something out of a horror story. And the night before we were watching this scary movie, it's your favorite movie, Haunted Hill House? No. No, no, no. The Legend of Hill House. It's okay. my favorite, like, old school haunted house movie. It's really classic and it should be remade. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I want to finish watching it because we didn't get to watch the whole thing. But it, I swear to God, Siobhan, it's, it, it, it felt like something out of there. And then, so I get up and then I confront it, like my spirit guide said, and I got mad. I was like, listen, if you're here to fuck with me or my friend, I'm going to beat you up. I was just like, <laughs> and my guys in the background are like, what are you talking about? What are you going to do to the spirit? I'm like, I don't know. But it ended up being like the spirit started laughing. Like it was a joke. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I think last week I had uh, some footsteps happen upstairs. I was alone. And then I went up the stairs where I heard the footsteps 
And then I heard a man's voice say something. I don't know exactly what he said, but you know, I get activity every day. It's just, it's fascinating. And I feel like what's going on here is a phenomenon that I can't explain. We have these lights that are, feels like they're sending us messages, but it also, it's kind of a two-way street. We have these lights downstairs that go crazy at times and act like if you've seen stranger things or close encounters, it's very bizarre what's going on in my house. It's uh, a phenomenon I can't explain. Or here's, here's my theory about it based on my meditations and, and the years of dealing with it is that we have these lights where there's almost like this frequency coming through the lights. It's like a pulsing where you know, the frequency of this planet has been so low. It's almost like this sort of heavenly energy that's coming in as well as the spirits moving out and crossing over. So it kind of feels like a little bit of both. Kind of like um, a balance almost, right? So it's sort of like as one person is leaving the planet, maybe there's some light that's coming onto the planet or it's like a yin yang-ish type of energy is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the way that I understand spirit crossing when you pass away, it's very much like the movie Ghost, you know, how well you do here on the planet kind of puts you up to either a higher level or dark things might take you away to a darker place. I know that both exist uh, and there's layers within each, if that makes sense. So like if you've done well, and it's like school, you know, we're here on earth school and how well we do here is where we graduate to on the other side. And everything we do here does matter. Uh, it does. Yeah, it does. It totally does. My guides always talk about energetic imprints because Siobhan, I know you always talk about, you know, your, how uh, your thoughts are really powerful. Mm -hmm. And so like everything that you put out into the world, your thoughts, like they can come back at you or, you know, it creates your environment of where you are. Uh, and I always think about you when I'm like going into like the dark, you know, I'm like, fuck, I better like rethink my thinking, you know? Um, but then, you know, the things that we do here, the actions that we take, they leave these energetic imprints. So anything that we do on this planet is gonna leave a mark. It's like, you know, you do something negative somehow it's gonna leave a negative mark here on earth, right? Or, so what do you wanna do? Do you wanna leave negative inference? Do you wanna leave positive ones in a way? So it's kind of like the same thing, you know? What has been so tricky about the last four to five years is there's been so much negative thoughts and thinking and negativity from everyone, and not negativity meaning fearful too. There's been a lot of fear in the world and it's kind of surrounded the world. And I really always have sort of felt like 2020 was a little, um, there were so many things going on where we are mostly being forced to go within and, and be ready for a change because we are in the age of Aquarius. Um, 2020 sort of prepped us to it. And when in December, when Saturn, Saturn and Jupiter went conjunct, it was like a really positive shift with those two together, kind of like a birthing. And so we had sort of nine months in and then 
now we're in a new phase of life and it's new. And if we can kind of look at life with a childlike eye and mind and not be stuck in the patterns of the way we used to do things or who we used to be able to hang out with, being able to really let go. Because if we don't let go, if we hang on to what was, what you know wasn't working probably anyway, it, 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 it was kind of like a breakdown into a breakthrough. And we're in this breakthrough time where, you know, does, what does that mean? Well, it's kind of like a rebirth where it's a whole new beginning right now. And we have choices, we have opportunity, and that all comes with our thought process. And our thoughts create things. Thoughts produce energy and everything starts with the thought, everything. You know, this, this computer started with the thought, the house was started with the thought, the phys everything physical starts with the thought. And we forget how powerful our thinking is, how powerful our energy is. And we forget as humans that we produce energy and we intertwine. That's how you and I as you know, mediums, as psychics, intuitive people, we pick up on other people's energy. And yes, it's unseen, just like oxygen and gravity, but it exists. And there's all kinds of things that exist in the invisible. And if we can open our eyes and open our hearts and open our senses, because we have to, we have to get into a place of change. We, I think one of the biggest problems we are having in the world, this is my biggest pet peeve, is that we keep categorizing you know, the left, the right, they think this way, they think that way, black, white, they think this way, they think that way. <laughs> We're all each individual humans with a soul here to grow and learn and experience good things. I mean, the biggest goal in this life is to learn how to love. And there's been so much hate and that hate and fear and negativity brings the frequency down. And it's kind of like been walking through quicksand. 2020 felt like I was sleeping through quicksand. The energy was so thick. I was exhausted. How are you? How did you handle 2020? Uh, I meditated a lot, uh, literally like download a lot. Um, it, to me, I felt like I was being dragged by the mud in a truck. That's how it felt, like seriously. I'd wake up and I'd have these dark circles and I'd be sleeping, like shit, I got nine hours of sleep. It was heavy, it was, it was hard, it was really hard. I agree with what you're saying about how we have to shift our consciousness. I mean, we are now in the Aquarian age, you know, the Aquarian age, Aquarius, and Siobhan, you know this because you have a lot of Aquarius in your chart. Aquarius is about humanity. It's about coming together. It doesn't see color. It doesn't see, uh, you know, Democrat, Republican, independent, doesn't give a fuck, you know, right? It wants to blend, it wants to everybody to work together, it wants to have fun. It wants to be fucking free. In other words, be you want to wear a fucking red wig and a yellow tutu and green tights and walk down the street, fucking do it. Seriously, it's like that. It's that energy. So we have to be free with ourselves. We have to be free with our minds, but we have to be 
in the light, not fear yourself, not fear the future. Because I, my guides always say the future is in each moment because how can the future happen if you don't focus on what's happening in the moment, right? Because every choice we make creates what we're going to do in the future, right? Absolutely. And so I think it's really, really important right now to take the time that the universe is forcing us to do to be more alone or, you know, we are more alone than we ever have, but are we? And I don't, I know that you and I know that we are not alone. I don't know that a lot of people out there know that they're not alone. And the way to find that out really is through meditation and connection and, you know, a lot of practice. I, I took me a while to really understand how to connect to spirit, even though I'd always been doing it. It's kind of like if you were born and you, you could play the piano and then now you have to learn how to read notes. Connecting the two together can kind of take a minute to, to blend, you know. So one of the other things too we're going to talk about is uh, my sister-in-law, Missy Avila, her case. Uh, I In the filmmaking area, I've been making the documentary about her for almost seven years. And this year, we're, things are moving forward and we'll discuss that. But um, also, Missy has visited you uh, yes. several times. So in another episode, we're gonna have you channel and connect with her. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh oh yeah, so Missy um, is my sister-in-law. She was murdered in 1985. And I happen to be in the mix of the murder in the family. I lived right down the street. I was very close to my mother-in-law at the time. This was before she was my mother-in-law. But anyway, uh, Missy was the first spirit to that I knew that had died that started coming to me and telling me things that like who the killer was, which was always my first thought and who she told me was who it ended up being. So that's fascinating, man, that, that she like literally went, that's my murderer. I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah, the murderer was staying in the house with my mother-in-law and I was there too. So I got to witness all kinds of behind the scenes. And then now it took three years before the killers were found. And the main killer was Missy's best friend from they knew each other since they were eight years old. And Laura Doyle, uh, so her best friend, Karen Severson killed Missy. Then she rooked Laura Doyle in to help with the murder. And there was a third girl, Eva, who um, was a participant, but Eva was the one who came forward and she told on the other two, cause Eva did not take part in the murder, but she, anyway, so they, went to prison, they served 24 years in prison, and then they were released in 2011, 2012. And then Karen Severson, who was the mastermind of the crime, who was the Charlie Manson of the crime, how I always call her. And she uh, wrote a book about Missy. And I found out about it. It was under an alias name. Then about six months later, she wrote another book 
not under an alias name, all trashing Missy all over again. And there's no law in this country, la, 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 la. That's part of what my documentary is about. And Missy's spirit has been around. She's been with me through the whole making of the documentary. I actually even went up to the murder site and spent two nights up there. There's some cabins in the woods. Um, there's some stories I can tell about that. But yeah, we have lots of stories to tell, lots to talk about, and we're going to share some secrets with you on how to connect to spirit and how to trust your gut instead of trusting what somebody looks like or what they believe in. Trusting your gut and basing your decision on who you keep in your life by your instinct, not by what somebody's telling you. Exactly. Because as my guides always say, life is an illusion. You got to always look past the illusion, <laughs> you know. Well, I think we're good. And, uh, you know, we can change the world one thought at a time. We really can. I, I do believe that. And I agree with you. We can. So think this week about your thoughts. What are you putting out there into the world? If you have bad thoughts and, you know, if you're human, we're all human. We're going to think shitty thoughts. Replace that one negative thought with three positives, right? I mean, if you're like, I'm so unhappy and you don't even feel happy, just say, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Just say it or think it and it'll produce, it'll start to shift. Just try it. It, it does work if you stick with it. And ask yourself what will make you happy, realistically, of course. <laughs> you know? Right. So think good thoughts because thoughts become things. Yes. I hope you guys have a beautiful and magical week and we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace out.